Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch. The skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy. I'm Srini Rao, and this is the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, where you get a window into the stories and insights of the most innovative and creative minds who've started movements, built thriving businesses, written best-selling books, and created insanely interesting art. For more, check out our 500-episode archive at unmistakablecreative.com. Hey, everybody, it's Gareth and Srini. Welcome to another episode of the Unmistakable Creativity Hour. Happy Saturday morning to you, Gareth. What's going on? Hey, Srini. Uh, not a whole lot going on over here other than the fact that the Avs advanced to round three of the Stanley Cup playoffs last night. So I have a little bit of a headache this morning from that uh, from that extra beer I put down last night. So only one extra beer? Are, are, are you are you saying are, are you, you know, are you holding back for the sake of PR right. like, just to make sure hey, that our audience doesn't what, think now? This is what happens you're, when you're, you're turning into the alcoholic oh, now. Oh, no, I hope not. Well, yeah. Well, it's okay. I mean, I had two glasses of wine and I'm sitting in Santiago, Chile in a hotel room. So we're not alone, except, you know, I wasn't watching the abs game. So wait, does that mean that they're almost headed to the, the, like, what's, are they a one, like one game away from the Stanley they're Cup? One series away. So the round, it's round three and then Stanley Cup. So, okay. yeah. So keep in mind, a lot of the, you know, all our Canadian listeners obviously know what the hell the Stanley Cup is because everybody in Canada watches hockey the way Americans right. watch football. Um, but as, you know, for our American listeners, the Stanley Cup is pretty much like the Super Bowl of hockey, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a best of series tournament. And it starts off with what I got, okay. I think it's like 16 teams that started off. And they go through round one, get down to eight, round two, you get down to four. And, uh, and then four gets to two, uh-huh. and, then, and then there's one winner. Well, I always wondered why in the NFL, like, so in the NBA, right, you you go into the playoffs, it's like five games. And I was like, if you played five games against a team in the NFL, you would get killed. I just don't think they have enough time yeah, for that. Yeah, isn't it kind of funny how um, the NFL but I was runs? Thinking, I was it's like, like a totally different thing. I don't even know how the NFL runs, to be honest with you. I... Well, no, it's one one game. Like each each playoff. So in the playoffs, it's just I believe you know for any of our, our sports fans, listeners, you guys are free to correct our you know, inaccuracies. But it's one the game. only. And this is like no disrespect to football. If you love football, like I get it. It's a sport in its own right. It's got its own like its own magic to it, right? But um, the thing about football, for me at least, is like I only care about the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> and you and I have actually spent numerous Super Bowls together, right? pizza beer and, and the super bowl 90 percent of the time oh. sucks like it's usually boring was as that hell. one game that we watched where it was just like nothing happening for with the rams 
with the Rams and 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 the uh, and the Patriots, was, I think. Our Rams was this year, right? This is how little I care about football, but yeah. No, no, this is the Rams was one, well. The Rams were this year too, but I think it was one of the years that uh, I was you know with you. And I remember you're like, yeah, well, we can't. I was like, if if Sarah wanted to watch a game, you and I could have played NBA 2K, and it would have been better than yeah, this exactly. Super Bowl. Our, any, like, game, any video game we would have played would have been more entertaining than watching that Super Bowl year for sure. Nothing happened until the fourth quarter. It was just like, finally, somebody scored. But yeah, I, I always feel like the Super Bowl is a big letdown. Um, at least it has been, with one exception, and that was like six years ago. Um, yeah. But you hate Tom Brady, so... Yeah, you know, that's I'm not a Tom that. Brady fan. Uh, but, 
funny enough that, you know, as always makes a, a perfect segue into our topic for today, <laughs> which is all about how do you, you know, manage your time to maximize your output. See, if you're in the NFL, you have to maximize your output by condensing yourself into one game. I figured out the reason the NFL only has one or two games. At least this is my theory, because you can play six basketball games in a row. Can you imagine what would happen to your body if you played six football games in a row, like in a week Dude. where, you know, the, the, against each team because apparently i read once that basically being an nfl football player is like getting into a car accident every weekend i i don't i don't think that's like that's the toll it takes on your body i mean think about it that's like literally what they're doing is just like smacking into to another force that's trying as hard as possible to knock you over like it's madness oh trust me i have so i you know i had a piss poor attempt at playing football in texas until i became the backup kicker which basically means you don't do anything right. which and also it was the one way to avoid getting hit um but i'm <laughs> telling you when you even in pads and cleats when somebody hits you oh my god it, it you i mean you literally feel like the wind gets knocked out of you it's the ter- most terrifying thing too yeah i can imagine it although i gotta say yeah. i i I'd it's be interested just, to see if somebody plays both football and hockey, what their thoughts are. Because the thing that I find really strange about hockey, because <laughs> like in hockey, like obviously you're wearing pads, but they're not, I don't think they're as extensive as what you wear in football, although maybe. Um, but the thing with the hockey's hard on your body too. It's not easy. Is it's it? not easy. But I think the hardest part is the fact that, you know, at least in the NHL, these guys are getting up to over 20 miles an hour on the ice. Like nobody runs 20 miles oh, an hour. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> So when you take a hit, that is dude, true. if someone's going 20 miles an hour, like that hurts. So I'm curious to know which one is like more you, wear and tear. And you can fight in hockey too, right? That's true. Yeah. You can always drop the you mitts. You can also fight in hockey. Yeah. <laughs> so does that like, but somebody who, so the person who loses the fight gets, do they both get put in the penalty box when that happens? Yeah, generally. Generally it's a major and okay. both the fighters cool. will get pulled for five minutes. Um, Although there, I mean, there okay. have been exceptions, right? So like, there are like sucker punches that, yeah. that you see every now and again, which are bad sportsmanship, but yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. Well, look, so funny enough, th- this is actually uh, a topic I think that works out well considering, <laughs> you know, most of the time we don't record on a Saturday yeah. morning. So funny enough, we're learning, you know, from the era of our ways, I, you know, in terms of, of what this is all about. But I wanted to talk about this topic in particular because, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, doing survey research with our audience. And, and one of the objections constantly that comes up time and again, and I don't know if you see this with your customers who take your courses, but I see this with everybody. And I, I see this over and over, like probably one of the most common reasons people say they can't accomplish something, whether it's build a business, build an audience, start a blog, launch a podcast is I don't have mm. the time. And <clears throat> the thing is that I don't have kids. So, you know, I, I think that like that is a very important context to give them that you are able to do this with somebody who's juggling a teenager and a toddler simultaneously. Um, I still, to this day, I never forget. It's like, I remember you telling me, you're like, you know what? Uh, now I live with a married woman, uh, a you know, baby and a teacher, uh, teenager. I was like, this must be God's way for what a, of, of like taking revenge on me for what a jackass I was to women when yeah, I was younger. Totally. <laughs> like, I never forgot oh, yeah. that. You know, it's like, I've got 
you know, three women all in the stages in which, you know, women are definitely like much more emotional than they normally like teenagers and toddlers, like, you know, those, those two together. But this objection, I, I, I don't know. I mean, do you, do you hear this objection from a lot of people? Like, oh, I don't have time. Like when you ask people about sort of accomplishing goals, starting businesses, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think this is one of the, the key, uh, one of the three key objections that people have to why they won't buy something. And so in our marketing funnel, our email funnel, for when people you know sign up and they go through our opt-in and then we pitch the course to them and say, hey, would you be interested in this? And here's a you know, you know all the magic parts that make that work, right? Um, but but one yeah. of those parts ultimately, invariably, people will not buy, right? You're lucky if you're getting like you know mm-hmm. two to five percent conversion rate on on those. So uh, people yeah. actually buying. So obviously, a good chunk of your audience is not going to buy. But then the next part is like. Well, why didn't you buy? Help us understand what, you know, what didn't click for you and why it wasn't a good fit. And um, one of the key objections there is I don't have the time. And the way that we try to reframe that, if people make that selection in that email, you know, because it's a feedback email, we're asking for their feedback. Um, If they make that selection, then in fact, in our particular funnel, then they're going to get a series of emails, not, I mean, not a lot, just like one or two that helps frame the idea of time. And like, why is Mm -hmm. it so important that you take this course that will help you reclaim your time? Because remember my course is about building automation. And so when somebody says, I don't have the time to learn how to build automation, that's like saying, I don't have the time to invest in having a better, longer life. You know, (laughs) it's like, it's Mm counterintuitive. So it's, you know, we try to reframe that question in their mind. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. As creators, we're always on the move. Whether it's a live podcast event, a pop-up shop, or a workshop, we're constantly interacting with community, and that's where Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe comes in. Imagine this. You're at a live event, a listener loves your merch, or a participant wants to sign up for your course on the spot. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, you can accept their payments right there and then, right from your iPhone so there's no extra hardware or no delays. Total game changer. It's not just for creators. Any business owner can do this. It's about making transactions smoother and much more personal, growing your business in your way. We've been using Stripe for our products and courses for a long time, and now with Tap to Pay on iPhone, you can take your business to the next level too. So visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone to learn more. Remember folks, with Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, your business is always at your fingertips. Well, the other thing that I think is, is this huge sort of myth right? Is that people think there's going to be this just magical moment in the future when they have all this time, <laughs> you know, to do whatever it is they want right. to do. And, you know, there's a, uh, there's a book I read, uh, called Die With Zero. Uh, I, I don't remember the, the author's name right off the top of my head, but the idea was about, you know, spending all your money before you die. And, you know, people think that's insane. Right. But he made a really good point. He, he came up with this term, called the peak utility of money, where there's going to be a certain age at which you will not be able to maximize the enjoyment of your money. Because let's say, for example, you wanted to do something that is like incredibly physical, right? So for example, like, you know, there's nothing I would love more than to be able to spend a day skiing or snowboarding with my dad. And I would never forgive myself if anything happened to him. And he's beyond the age where he can afford to like have any sort of risk go wrong because at that age, like you break a hip and that literally from what I've heard, usually if somebody breaks a hip at that age, it's, it's not much longer after that, that, that then they die. In fact, my dad's father lived to be 87 and he was in perfectly good health. He walked like two miles every day and then he broke his hip and he, he died shortly after You're kidding because me. at that age, you don't recover from those injuries. No, no. I mean, that's what I've heard. I, again, I don't know that's true, but hip injuries are apparently very serious after like 70, right? I think after like 65 or so, like breaking your hip has serious consequences. I've never um, heard of someone breaking a hip before 65, is, unless they were like riding a horse or something. Yeah. You know? Well, right, right. But the thing is that that often is one of the most serious injuries for an elderly person. So, wow. um, but the thing is that, you know, there are going to be certain things that you think you want to do. And it's like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll do those things, you know, when I'm older or whatever. Right. But the thing is, you're, there are going to be things that you are physically not capable of doing at a certain age. And I think that that is true for time as well, yep. right? What you call a peak utility of time, where the reality is that even if you have the time, you know, to be like, oh, I want to go, you know, travel and do all this crazy stuff, or like, I want to do these things. Suddenly, because of age, the reality is like, I, I don't know about you, but I can tell you this, like, I don't have the same energy that I did when I was 20. Right. And so I have to actually be much more effective about how I use my time now than I did then, because, you know, you know, your energy is probably your, your time and your energy are probably two of your most invaluable resources. 
mainly because I mean, maybe energy is a renewable resource. You get a good night's sleep, you know, you're you know, you replace the energy. But time is completely non-renewable, which is like that's why the whole idea mm-hmm. of saving time, I think, is even somewhat ludicrous. And and the whole time it, it's kind of a you know misconception that we've built an entire time management industry around. And I said, you can't say, save time. You can only spend it. And it's a matter of how you choose to spend it. In the same way that you spend money, yep. it's up to you as to what you're going to spend your time on. But the thing is, when you say you don't have time to do something, you have to actually say, okay, like, why am I saying that? And what is the trade-off? Like, because, you know, somebody, I, I think the funniest, you know, survey response I, I saw uh, you know, when we were talking about this was somebody was like pissed off. It's like, don't put anything about having skin in the game and, you know, uh, the, the landing page or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I mean, what you ever get without having skin in the game? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. I'm super, I don't even understand what this person's alluding to, but yeah, that sounds bananas. Well, well, I'll tell you, like I, I can pull up the actual word for word, you know, survey response here in a second. But the thing is that, you know, no matter what it is that you want, you will have to give something up to get it. And usually you will have to give up time doing one thing to spend, you know, time on something else if you want to accomplish any goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like I'm going to give up, you know, my hour of watching Netflix at night or I'm going to give up sitting around in the morning screwing around on Facebook right when I wake up and for that first hour of the day because Manu and I had both had day jobs before we started Ugh, our business. And well, I don't know about you, but like when I started the podcast, I used to wake up at six in the morning because I would have to be at work by eight. So I would write for an hour. If I had interviews, I would do them. And then I would go to the beach. I would surf and then I would be at the office by 830. And so the trade off was, OK, yeah, could I have sat around, you know, watching TV in the morning or something else? Yeah. But I, I you know, I had to make the trade off. Now, the thing is, I, I want to hear how you deal with this as somebody who obviously has kids, because this is something I became hyper aware of. And I remember my, you know, one of my friends, Joseph was like, he's like, I don't think you understand your audience. And I was kind of like, what do you mean? And then, you know, my friend, Michelle Florida would show up to our mastermind calls with her baby in her lap. And I'm like, oh my God, Joseph is right. So what I'm telling you about productivity is kind of bullshit. Cause I'm giving this to you from the perspective of a single guy. Of course I can sit around and spend an hour in the morning <laughs> completely uninterrupted. Yeah. It is. Um, it is. I mean, I, I, I know you that, that by the when way. you have kids, people that's, yeah, so exactly, and I don't blame you. And I also know that that's a luxury that I have as a single guy. But I mean, you're not a single guy. You have, I mean, you had a, a newborn yeah. and now a toddler. So how do you deal with that? Like, as somebody who, because honestly, that, this is one of the, when I get this objection, more often than not, it comes from parents. And I, I think that, like, I'm not the person to be like, oh, well, suck it up. I'm like, I don't know what the reality is of having kids, but I know that I'm not dealing with screaming toddlers. I'm not changing diapers. I'm not dealing with unplanned, you know, or unforeseen events that completely fucking derail the day. It's like sit down for an hour uninterrupted. Next thing I know, this kid is like, you know, going ape shit over an apple that isn't peeled properly. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, uh, this is definitely one of the biggest things that influences how things can be scheduled throughout my day. Um, because of the fact, especially that my little one is, uh, she's able to form sentences, but she's not, I mean, she's not, you know, a logical being where you can say, Hey, I need you to go sit and be quiet for 30 minutes like that. That <laughs> maybe I'm lucky if I get two, right. Um, 
And a lot of what I do is is YouTube, right? So I need to be recording these videos and, and even this podcast right now, right? Being able to carve out some time to do this requires a, a, the collaboration of a household in many cases. Um, so where you mm-hmm. schedule time around your mornings um, to, to do some of your most productive work, some of my most productive work comes during the time that she's napping. So... Okay. Uh, you know, between the hours of 12 and two is where she takes her, uh, midday nap right now. And so all of my YouTube recording is scheduled during that time. And the other added benefit of that is I also appreciate the natural light that comes in, uh, to help with the, uh, the, you know, the camera. And so <laughs> it's just a double win. Yeah. And then the other time where things, you know, if they don't get done between that two in that two hour block, the other time is after she's in bed at eight o'clock. So but that only works for so long, right? Because wow. then okay. your kids get to another age and you've got to pivot again and, and reschedule because suddenly they're not taking naps anymore. Suddenly they're not going to bed at eight. They're going to bed at nine. So you've got, wow. to, you've got to constantly be working around that as a parent. And that's where a support network really comes in because everybody has some work where they need to go deep, whether it's you know recording a YouTube video mm-hmm. or you know running a mastermind or writing a book or you know, whatever that thing is. Uh, you're always going to need some uninterrupted yeah. time and, and, you know, having a support network around you really helps too. All right. So we're going to give you our strategies for how we actually schedule this uninterrupted time. Um, you know, how we, we schedule it, the systems we build. And if you want to hear exactly how we do this, make sure that you subscribe to the backstage pass. It's only $5 a month. You're going to get this content and a whole lot more, including, uh, a monthly AMA and answers to any of the questions that you have. So all you have to do is go to unmistakablecreative.com slash backstage pass to get the rest of this episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Have you ever felt a twinge of worry about AI taking over your job or diluting your creativity? Well, what if you could turn that fear into creative fuel? We've just published an amazing new ebook called The Four Keys to Success in an AI World. And this is more than just a guide. It's a deep exploration into the human skills that AI can't touch the skills that are essential for standing out and thriving, no matter how much technology evolved. We're talking about real differentiators here, like creativity, emotional intelligence, critical thinking, and much more. Inside, you'll find actionable insights and strategies to develop these skills, whether you're a creative person, a business person, or just simply someone who loves personal development. This isn't a story about tech taking over. It's a story of human creativity thriving alongside AI. Picture this, AI as your creative co-pilot, not just as a tool, but a collaborator, that enhances your unique human skills. The Four Keys ebook will show you exactly how to do that and view AI in a new way that empowers you instead of overshadows you. Transform your creative potential today. Head over to unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys. Use the number four, K-E-Y-S. That's unmistakablecreative.com slash four keys and download your free copy.